Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! Cheers! That was, that was a long <laughs> cheers. I was enforcing that everybody cheers. I'm very a big bully about it. Well, I'm Kimmy. I'm Liza. And this is 51 First Dates. Thanks so much for listening. We love you very much. So much. And we're joined today by a super special guest. My personal, literal oldest friend. Not in age, but like longest friend because she's my cousin, Katie. Hey. Yay! <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, Katie is another, like, single lady on the scene. And she is stepping in today as a substitute dater. She went on a date in the last couple weeks, and she's going to tell us about it, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're trying new formats. We are drinking new drinks. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at how I have a chopstick in my drink. Um, Yeah. Kettle made us very beautiful cocktails tonight. So Kettle pretty. One sent me a really cool drink kit. Uh, these red, white, and blue Fourth of July drinks for an article, and then I made them tonight to cheers with, and they're really yummy. They're like strawberry, blueberry, ice, vodka, basil. They're really, really yummy. They're really good. And I feel like I'm on Drag Race because they're kind of like light pink when they're all mixed together. Yeah, we'll have to post a picture. They're really pretty. And they look like the cocktails in Drag Race. <laughs> They do. Welcome to Drag Race, the podcast. Welcome, if only. Um, but thank you all for a rate, subscribe, reviewing, listening, being here, loving us. Writing <laughs> in, joining the secret Facebook group. So many people did join the secret yeah. Facebook group. Yeah, still not in that, by the way. Well, you should join. How do I get you. in? So, okay, someone needs to invite you. Yes, me. definitely. Um, no, but you can also just Google at 51 First Date Secret Group on Facebook and it'll come up. Sorry, just for the listeners. Yeah. Listeners, someone invite me in. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll do it as soon as possible. Um, yeah. And uh, on that note, you can also follow us. Yeah. Follow <laughs> us on Instagram. On Instagram at 51 First Dates Pod. Uh, email us at 51 First Dates Pod at gmail.com and keep sending in your um, worst first dates. I feel like we kind of stopped aggressively asking for those. And uh, that we was like them. dumb because we love them so much. So please send them in and just email us your thoughts and feels. Um, and let us know, you know. There's so much ice in this drink. I'm sorry. Going. No, it's it's going to be a loud, you know. It's, it's perfect because okay. it's one million degrees in New York today. It is. And we had to turn off the AC in my apartment. It and is. I apologize. Um, I was just on the train and every, they, they kept up stopping for like five full minutes at every stop. And every time they stopped, they would turn off the air conditioner. What? And it was like no. packed. Like I could just 
feel like you know when you're just feeling yourself get so just kind of a little sticky everywhere. It was very very disgusting. A man with New no York a sleeveless shirt just bumped into me on the way here, and it was like oh, oh just like sweat no. man, sweaty man <laughs> bumped <Ew>. into me. <laughs> it's oh. really really gross when you have to be packed in on an island or a couple islands with I don't all these like people. It. Yeah. Oh, without further ado. <laughs> I kind of want to jump right into it because I don't have to talk about a date this week. I know. It's very (laughs) exciting. Do we want to give, like, you know, some of Katie's stats? Katie, other than being my cousin, works in video. She's a producer. She is a... A very fancy producer. Very fancy and successful. She has many awards. She's highly decorated. I can't stop talking about her awards, and she hates it. It is... Because it's not true. It is true. Look how much she. We're hates not it. fake news. I hate we it are so true. Much. No one can see my face. Katie's <laughs> mad. She's gonna make me cut this. She's gonna walk out. Um, um, but yeah, so that's that's Katie. She is like I feel like Katie is every like um, rom com of like a New York woman. Like she's like stylish, successful. She's like on the move, like making shit happen. Like, and I sometimes fall down on the street face first. And you do sometimes <laughs> fall down. And you have you've dated some like um, I feel like we like to affectionately call them like shit robots. Yes, very typical like rom con bad man that the woman meets first and then finds the better man. But I just continue to date the first guy. <laughs> Let's define a shit robot. Have we talked about them on the pod? I feel like I may bit. have used the term because Katie and I say it to each other all the time. So what what does it take to be a shit robot? What do you think of the I major qualities like of a shit robot? The major quality of the shit robot is their selfishness or just their yeah. like inability to feel for other people, understand. Yeah. Like, how they impact others. They're just a robot who has, like, a one-track mind. And... Totally. I don't know. They just, they just like, want what they want. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like a fuckboy. But I think a fuckboy could, like, in theory be a good person. And I feel like a shit, a shit robot is, like, a fuckboy who's not a good person. <laughs> I also just like shit robot because fuckboy has just gone too far. And yeah. now I don't even know what it means. There are, like, like types of fuckboys now. Yeah. Softboys... That's the only one I know. But <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Shit robot is a nice, all-encompassing term. Yeah. I feel like the shit robot is the person. Someone posted this in our secret Facebook group. Plug, plug. Um, but just like a screenshot of like what someone was looking for, and I forget what the qualities are. But you know, on like a dating app, when it's like, need a girl who's smart, funny, beautiful brilliant like when it's like and it's like wait, wait no one quite exactly asked you that like I get I get on like a more involved dating profile but like I don't know you know that thing where you're like oh, I'm looking for like literally I don't know Michelle Obama I almost yeah. slept, slept and said Melania and I was like Jesus Christ no but you're about to say Moana and I was like <laughs> yes. yes I am literally for Moana but 18 preferably or <laughs> older <laughs> Or um, Amal, or something like that. Yes, Amal totally. Clooney, you know. But anyway, I just feel like that's, I, I don't know. I'm just, like, attaching that to shit robots a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of New York men, and I'm sure men everywhere, but, but who just are, do have, like, those blinders on and can only see, like, a foot in front of them. And, like, like they're like dogs. <laughs> It's like immediate needs. They need to be like fed and take a shit and yeah, like come something and like that's what they think about. And women can be shit robots as well. Oh, fully. Yeah. I like might be one sometimes. <laughs> like so additional in 500 days of summer. 
Yeah. Um, she... I do not. I was just watching it on the plane last night, and I was like, what? She's such an ass in this movie. Like, yeah. I know that that's going to get yeah. me some haters yeah, saying no. that. No, I agree. I They're mean, like, think But she just doesn't, it. like, that's my whole thing. She just doesn't say what she wants. That whole, like, she kind of does, but then she, like, acts a, a very certain, way. like, a very different way towards yeah, I've dated, like, My beloved I, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Totally. <laughs> have a super crush on him, and I always relate to him in that movie. Maybe mm. we've just been on that side of things more. Like, I understand yeah. all the, like, writing about it, and, like, well, women should do what they want. I'm like, yeah, but women shouldn't be jerks. Right. Like, let's all try to be a little bit sensitive. Yeah, like, yeah, I think the such an underlying... Line, Sorry. Underlining? <laughs> oh, my God. Underlying thing of everything every episode, like, every topic we talk about is, like, try to communicate and, like, try to be nice and a good person. Yeah. Like, I literally feel like it's, like, kindergarten shit. And it's hard to do. Like, it's last really hard. week we talked about how to, like, say no to a second date if you don't want to go. That's without hard. It's hard. being too much, like, without being too little, without saying nothing. Right. right. I'm not, I'm not good at the communication part. Totally. So. Guys, I heard, and we can cut this because it's totally off topic, but on the subway stops up here on my like gross hot subway ride I heard a girl on the phone behind me and she was like I just don't know what to do because like the beginning of our relationship was such a mess but it's been really good in the last couple of months like which side of it do I trust do I trust that or do I trust this you know like and I feel like it was I had this weird moment where I was like oh my god like these problems of like communicating and trying to figure out just I don't know how long her and her her boo had been together, but just like don't go away. There was just something very. I was like, oh my god, this is everywhere. Everyone's experiencing. I have tapped her on the shoulder, and we're like right in because that's a very interesting and specific problem. To yeah, have. I really like. If I hadn't been so late, I may have been like, hey, do you want to listen to a new podcast? And maybe like, <laughs> I have a podcast. Hey, have I got a podcast? Because usually for you? it's like the opposite. Yeah. So that's yeah yeah. Interesting. yeah. It was large non sequitur, but huh. I just was like. In thinking about communicating, like she was clearly talking to her friend about like how do I do this, how do I navigate this, and I almost wanted to be like maybe you should talk to him about it. Maybe you should come True. upstairs right now. <laughs> yeah, like do you do you want a cocktail? <laughs> yeah, but I also do think being able to talk to friends. Is, oh, totally. Is, I mean, it's like being able to talk about my whole dating viewpoint shift is because of being able to talk about it more. Yeah, and I think with like. On, on a platform where I can't just, like, whine 18 times Yeah, totally. I guess, like, like with this podcast, I shouldn't be like, don't talk to your friends about it. That's literally all we're doing. Our whole beautiful support system and the secret Facebook group. Totally. And also, They're like, so the two ladies in this room have heard me. I mean, you guys have amassed maybe, like, hundreds of hours listening to me talk about men in my life yeah, and how I love them and I hate mean, them. Same. Like, same for, but vice versa. <laughs> like, that, that's friendship. Men's. Men's. Um, should we just mention our theme and then I think we should go into Katie's date? Fuck yeah. Yeah. New format, new, no rules, and not knowing what we're talking about. <laughs> sweat. This is uncharted. Yeah, lots of new sweat. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't mind. Friends. Um, it's not your fault. We can't, I mean, yeah, if you're listening and you're wondering why we're complaining, you can't, like, record and have air conditioning on because the sound is really intense. Yeah. Anyway. Our theme. Our theme. Our theme today is attachment. Which I also mm. like. Katie came up with it. I like because you guys have been attached. That's so true. Literally. Like, attached forever. Since I came out of the womb. Literally. Basically. We are, 
the rest of our family teases us because at family parties, the two of us only hang out with each other and we don't talk to anyone else. And we would often go hide in a room. We've yeah. since moved past the room unless <laughs> it gets really dire, but we used to just go into a guest room and sit there for we the whole do family party. And family yeah. parties. That's true. We did that at like, Christmas Eve this year. We sat in my bed for like oh, that's true. 40 <laughs> Under minutes. some coats. Under coats because the coats were in my room. Um, so yeah, so we're going to talk about attachment. Uh, not just Katie's and mine, but romantic attachment. And, um, yeah. And I think, uh, let's just jump into it. Let's jump Do you want to tell us a little bit about your date? Yeah. A live TCC, a live taxi cab confession. We forgot to tell Katie to record TCC, so she's doing it live right now. (laughs) I know, I'm so sorry, but I'll try to relive the the moments after the date. Um, so I've been on... A bunch of dates in the last couple of weeks. I'm really trying to put myself out there. It's summer. <laughs> Go on some dates. Um, and I went on a but like I think three in a week and a half, which was really a lot for me. Wow. So I tend to just That's a lot for anyone. Yeah, it's right. More than I've maybe even ever done in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went, it was maybe too much. It was like two back to back and then one a few days later, which was a lot, but it felt good to kind of bang them out. Um, and it made me talk about different things at each one, so I wasn't bored. But uh yeah, so this one, um, the late, the most recent one, we went, we met, uh, we had some nice banter, met mm-hmm. on the apps. Do you guys talk about the specific apps? Yeah, yeah we, we love We to. met on Hinge. Awesome. Okay. Love Hinge, actually. It's Me like, too. I don't know why. I just, I like that they have to answer questions yeah. about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, they some, because you can really tell what their answer is like. I got, there was one guy today who was like, was like, what, what are you looking for? And, and the answer was like, a girl who's not afraid to like, go to Africa alone. And I was like... And you were like, cool, I've literally done that. (laughs) No, but it was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you could just write adventurous. Yeah. (laughs) So specific. Very specific. Or like... A fuck buddy or relationship. I don't know. That's right. the shit robot question. Like, that's the right. way to tell a shit you robot. You can weed those shit robots out <laughs> Yeah, totally. So, I liked his answers or whatever. We started talking. He was super nice. We, like, actually had some funny banter. Mm-hmm. Um, he liked one of the pictures that I have on there, which is me <laughs> dressed as Domino's Pizza <laughs> this past Halloween. <laughs> I'm glad I'm publicizing now. Um, I was wearing, like, a pizza hat, and then I had a shirt that had the domino buttons, like the domino. Oh, that's cute. Whatever. And so, like, often I get a lot of comments on that, and he was like, oh, man, like, I can't believe you like dominoes or whatever. And I was like, how could you not like dominoes? They have such good deals, yada, yada. Um, And he was just like, wait, is this a, like, bot from dominoes? (laughs) So, like, like, talking to me, and so then I just kept sending him deal coupons. (laughs) So it was a nice beginning. Like, it was a nice beginning. I like weird shit like that. Um, That's hilarious. And we were chatting, agreed to meet pretty quickly, which I like. I like the guy to just ask you out because you're always going to get to know the person better. There's no... Sometimes it's, like, weeks. You're just chatting with this person. We're we're anti that on this podcast. Yeah. So he was like, let's get a drink. Right. Um, We met at... I know you guys, like, talk about bars. Um, We met at... Wait, real quick before we do that. What's his, like, ASL? Like, is he our age? Yeah, our age. My, like, 29. He's 29. Um, wait, what else? Oh, what's the ASL? Oh, is he... ASL ASL means asex location, but that's not even really what I meant. Okay, it's (laughs) made 29, male, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. (laughs) And then, did he, like, what's his job, very broadly speaking? Obviously, we tried to keep everyone anonymous. That's part of the, uh, that's part of the interesting manner, nature of the the date that this took. Um, he told me he could not talk about his job because he was NDA'd, and I was the exact person he couldn't tell about his work. (sighs) Which was, which I get, we'll get to. Oh my God. So Katie is in a rom-com. 
Like, we have the premise. <laughs> Literally. Like, like. <laughs> so that's his ASL. Cool. Um, and then, sorry, I interrupted you about the bar so we get his oh, ASL. No, I'm talking so much. No, this no is I like the whole this. Point. Yeah. I like this. Okay, so we met at um, this bar called Mayflower, which is really cute if anyone hasn't been. It's in Clinton Hill, um, right off that G-stop. It's attached to a really nice Italian restaurant, but it's sort of like a speakeasy vibe next to it it's in this blue building it has no sign um it has like eight tables super cute all like speakeasy cocktails um but like super hidden no food really like highly recommend great it was all dates it was me on my date and then four other dates that's hilarious so it was how many dicks would you give it what out of five so instead of stars we give one to five dicks i would give it 3.5 3.5 dicks. Where did it lose a dick and a half? Yeah. Exactly. All the dates. Like, I, it was like you walked in and you're like part, you're part of a whole restaurant, like a speakeasy full of first dates. So I would go there <laughs> like on like, like I would go there on a Monday. Gotcha. But if we, I was there on a Monday, like 4.5. Okay. Dicks. Okay. Really cute. Cool. So um, I got there early because I like to do that. My whole thing, I'm, I'm a freak. I like to get there first, order a drink myself so I don't feel bad. I don't want them to pay for, like, a guy to pay for all my drinks. So what I do is I get there first, buy my first one, and then I'll let him buy my second one. Wait, I, this is very... That's a power lady move. So <laughs> I just imagine Katie in, like, stilettos and, like, sunglasses no, at the bar, sure like, talking on not. a 90s cell phone, you know, like, in one of the old rom-coms, being no, like, I felt really, I felt really insecure, too, because I'm wearing my glasses, because I'm getting laser surgery this weekend, actually, and um, I had to be out of glasses for a long time, and I hate wearing them, and so I was wearing, like, a bad collared shirt and my glasses, and I was already just like, oh my god, this is not cute. But I went and ordered this, like, gin cocktail, went and sat down, waited for him, opened my book... Um, he comes in, says hi, he goes and get his drink, didn't mention that I had one, whatever, um, sit down, and we just start chatting, and right away I'm, like, getting this vibe that he's just a little bit, like, pretentious. Is that a, like, mean word to say nope. right away? Okay. But he was just very much, like, like, oh, like, in, you do that, interesting, like... <laughs> I'm from, like, I'm from San Francisco originally. He kind of spoke with vocal fry, too. Like, so it was this bizarre guy yeah. voice where he was just, like, um, I'm trying to think of some of the stuff he said. He'd be, like, well, I'm from the Bay Area <laughs> originally. <laughs> and, like, I can't speak because of the way I speak on this podcast, so I have it. No, but- you don't. This guy has it. <laughs> like, every single thing he said. It was just this long, drawn-out thing. I feel like he didn't think anything I said was funny. He was just kind of like, oh, like, uh-huh, <laughs> to everything that I oh, said. Super God. bizarre. But anyway, I was really worried. This is, oh God, this is like a whole other thing. I was really worried that I, not only did I have glasses on and a gross shirt, I was really worried that I smelled because before it, I went to the gym. Because I guess I just don't care anymore. It was the third date, and I was like, that I had that week, and I was like, I'm going to go to the gym and just not shower and put on my clothes after this workout. <laughs> it was a non-sweaty workout. It was a bar workout. I mean, so French shower. No one Yeah, cares. like straight up put in dry shampoo and went immediately to the state. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, I hope I don't smell, like blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting down and I had mentioned like, oh, my drink like smells really good or whatever. And he was like, oh, well, I can't smell anything. And I was like, oh, okay. Like you have a cold? And he was like, no, I don't have a sense of smell. (laughs) So I was like, I was like, perfect. Is this a real thing that we're going to get hate? Is this nor- is this the thing? Is that a disease? Yeah, he said he said that they he didn't have he hasn't had a sense of smell since birth. I of course asked him a thousand questions. Fascinated and also couldn't have lucked out more because I definitely smelled and he couldn't smell me. 
Rom-com, that's a meat so, cute right there. Right she's there. smelly. He doesn't have a sense of smell. So, what will happen? And they ride off into the sunset. So I was asking him his questions about it. He said he had it since before, you know, he could remember. And the reason he found out is because his, his mom would be, like, baking cookies or making pasta in the kitchen. And his friends would come over and be like, oh, what is that smell? It smells so, like, cookies? And he'd be like, what? How did you know? Like, he thought everybody had, like, ESP. Or, like, because he couldn't like believe that they knew what his mom was cooking what the fuck yeah. is this i'm so fascinated so so is wild. it like, like he has deviated septum no he just he just, he just it like doesn't have a sense of smell so then i was all like i think he was a little annoyed because i was like well what about taste because your sense yeah. of smell is like 80 percent or something crazy of your taste and yeah. he was like oh well i used to eat like extremely spicy food to make up for it so i had all these ulcers like so i just stopped eating really spicy food this poor guy like but um yeah because he like can't really taste things oh my god (laughs) wait i this is like more interesting than any date i've gone on out of 32 or whatever also and i literally just feel like forever just weird stuff happens to Katie. <laughs> like, oh, that weird. is, people have said that. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm, a, I'm like a magnet like, for freak things. Every time I to Katie, she's like, hey, like, I can't talk right now. I'm in the hospital with a stranger. Like, just like weird <laughs> shit where I'm like, how? Or like, oh, I found a dog. I'm trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> like, Katie's life is just a no. Okay. I mean, I, the hospital one is true, but. <laughs> Do we need to tell that story now, or is that just I mean, later time? <laughs> Katie was a very good neighbor to one of her neighbors who was a stranger. Okay, okay, the perfect. But can I go back to one thing before we move too far deeply yeah. into the date? I just want to say again, I think the move of getting there first is the best move. I'm just so intrigued by this, especially since this turned out to like. It seems like he was very different than the way you were interacting yes, very online. Different, very different. And we Which should I was talk about that. About. Yeah, but I just love that you were there first. You had your drink. It doesn't feel as much like a, you weren't like having to look for him. I don't know. Somehow it feels like that maybe that would have mitigated some of the, like, dis- like maybe the disappointment was left because you were like, I'm reading a book. I'm having a drink. And then this guy, you almost crafted a meet cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it makes me feel like I'm in control of the situation when I go I and like sit that. down get a drink. I mean, and then I don't feel bad. Like, I don't want a guy that I'm maybe never going to see again to buy me two or three drinks. Like, I feel like that's unfair. The bill's off in, like, 50 bucks. And I'm just like, oh, a guy shouldn't have to buy $50 worth of drinks just to meet someone he may never see again. So I try to split Very 2018 of you. <laughs> Very real, too. But also I think the whole getting there first thing and establishing, like, your seat, like, getting mm-hmm. a feel of the bar, getting, like, I believe in that too it never happens to me because I'm a perpetually late person but like whenever I am able to get to a place early I'm just like yeah I feel like some sense of like control or like power over the situation so it makes a lot of sense that that would be a thing in dating at the beginning of the podcast I used to always show up like the requisite five minutes late to seem cool which was also how I always tried to be and I stopped that wait I don't do that anymore I like to get there first yeah and I definitely like to like just ha- not be the one looking for the other. So it's kind of like to get rid of my anxiety because yeah, if I'm like, well, it work yeah. But also, I just like feeling settled, and that's interesting. Totally. I'm just thinking because I used to do the whole like, no, I gotta be late. I can't be too eager. And I'm like, oh no, I'm just there at the time I said I was. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, there's nothing less cool feeling than looking for someone in a bar, like even or friend or date when you're like bopping around. Yeah. And like, oh yeah. And I like have low-key facial blindness as is. Like. <laughs> I just have trouble with faces. People I've met like two or three times will come up to me on the street and be like, Katie. And I'm like, 
like no idea who they are. So it, it, this for me like lets them find me. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So okay. if any listeners out there have also have low key facial blindness, this is or just like want to switch up the way you're viewing yeah. dates. Like, all right. I think it's good that you just went from fucking bar to the date, like, and just yeah. were like, yeah, this is not taking my night up, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's a thing I'm doing. Yeah. I'm getting to know a person. Yeah. Yeah. You I probably sound like a horrible person already. I'm like, didn't shower before this date. I called him pretentious immediately. No, Poor I, sorry, I just think when we're talking about attachment, I think the less you attach to first dates, this is so fucking forced, but I genuinely feel this way, the less you attach to first dates the better they'll go yeah. or the better you'll just like feel about dating totally. because like I, I it's it's the equivalent going after bars the equivalent of going on a bunch for a podcast like it just yeah. helped me it doesn't mean we're not taking them seriously we just know that first dates don't need to I used to put so much on first dates anyway let's hop back in the date sorry oh no no but I mean I couldn't agree more I think it's like I, I just feel very neutral about them before I go on them like I try not to have like, of course, you have high expectations. You want it to be great. But if you just kind of go, like, I'm going to do this, and we're going to see. It's just mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Totally. But, um, so, okay, we're in Mayflower. There are several couples slowly filtering in, <laughs> sitting around us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting to know each other. We know he doesn't have a sense of smell. <laughs> I'm in the clear for the BO. <laughs> um, we uh, start talking about work. But um, I work in video. Uh, and he was saying, oh, like, you're a video producer. And I'm, I'm, I'm a video producer for a publisher. And he was like, I'm like, so what do you do? And he goes, oh, well, you're exactly the person I can't talk to this about. Um, I have, like, 12 NDAs. So let's just say that I strategize things for companies. And so I'm like, okay, so you're a consultant? And he's like, you could call it that, yeah. So it kind of comes out, yeah. He just won't talk about it. Because it's, like, too big of a deal, and he has lots of clients, and blah, blah, blah. But so many consultants can say that they're consultants I know. I think it's because of my... I think it's because he got freaked out that I work for a publisher, and he potentially does work with publishers, okay. yada, yada, whatever. Interesting. It eventually comes out that he is a consultant and a strategist for, like, several companies and individuals in the greater New York area. Um, I asked, like, I tried to ask him details he kind of he says he does works on various things from like redesign to strategy like in terms of employees like whatever um and so we're talking about other stuff and then I like somehow get circled back to work again I'm asking if he's had any interesting projects lately and now he's like loosened up has had a drink or two and was like well let me just tell you I helped a man start a cult Oh and like my it was just word. like <laughs> yeah. So his most what recent job fuck? is that he consulted on like a, a rich guy essentially came to him and was like, "Can you help me start this cult?" And so he did. Could I mean, he, I don't know. How could he not smell the cult, or could he not like <laughs> fucking? Or did he say cult? You know, like like was it like disguised, or did it sound like he was like, "No, I'll do it." Was he proud? And of so this? he was like not proud, but he's like, "Well, I didn't like." He's like, yeah, I feel really weird and conflicted about it, but they're paying me. And, like, I basically just helped them as you'd help anyone. I, like, ex- like said how you would set up, like, meet, like, like, the first couple of meetings and focus groups and, like, figuring out what you, Do cults like, have focus groups now? I guess if Very you're creating high tech. Did he work for, like... I can't even tell you, like, I don't know, it's some... It's, Mc- like, not, like, McKinsey, like, he just freelance consults, or... He right works- now, he works at, like, a... Agency big, type, okay. I would assume, but um, he, like, yeah, he one a really rich guy came to him and was like, I really want to start a cult, and he was like, what I'll the fuck? show you how. So, I mean, I kind of feel like excited to see if that goes anywhere, 
and then to know if like I like I knew you'll the know person, the next holder. Scientologist. Yeah, <laughs> see him on Netflix one day. Next like documentary. Yeah, so but weird. That, so it's so weird. It, it gets weirder. Like okay. not even weirder, it's just oh like funnier. Like so, he started this cult. Whatever he does, a lot of design work. Does a lot of you know, creative work for like companies that need it. And then he was telling me what he did before that when he was in San Francisco where he, when he lived in the Bay Area. <laughs> and he was like, oh, well, like, I was um, I was Lil Wayne. And I was like, what do you mean you were Lil Wayne? And he was like, oh, well, I was like Lil Wayne's ghostwriter. This is a... I don't know if this guy is real, actually. The more I talk about it... No, he's abs- what, what's, what's when you can't stop lying? I'm totally blanking. I feel like a dumb-dumb. Who, oh, pathological, pathological, liar. Liar. pathological liar. Yes, But no, liar. like I kind of, but then I like looked him up, and like it seems like it's legit. Oh he was Little Wayne's like social media writer, so he worked at an agency out there, and they repped him, and he like he was a copy editor, and he for an ad agency, and he wrote Little Wayne's like Twitter posts. Okay, that's like Which not is, as crazy. I thought but he still, was the writing way he like said it Lil was, Wayne's songs. Oh, <laughs> that oh been, my god! And I'm sorry, surprising. what what was he a white dude? He's saying. Yeah. That, yeah, that he, but he goes, I, I, I was, was Lil the way Wayne. he said it was Everything really bizarre. Everything is wrong with that. He sat back in his chair, looked at me, and said, well, I was Lil Wayne. Ugh. And I died. Honestly, fucking vomit. Yeah. That's horrible. It was, it was, I, yeah. That's horrible. That is pretentious. I'm, That's the thing. Like, I don't mean to say that. Like, I go on, he's the only pretentious guy I've ever gone on a date with, like, a truly, truly pretentious yeah. guy. Um, and it was so disappointing. But, um, he, you know, whatever. You've had a really wild life, and I'm glad I got to hear about it. So, you're in the middle of this date. Take us back. Yeah. How do you, like, how are you feeling on this date? What are your emotions? I'm feeling like he doesn't like me very much because he's so, like, uninterested in our, like, he... I don't know. Only the only time he was a little bit interested is was when I could like one up him on something or like say something like that he that sort of piqued his like his interest in that like San Francisco New York way. Um, that's hard to of, describe, like, and I'm look not describing at my well, but resume, like, my credentials, yeah, or so, right, or like he was only impressed when I said something like mildly impressive, um, and otherwise like he just seemed bored. It was yeah. bizarre. Did you like? Did it bother you? I mean, you didn't. You weren't feeling him. You didn't like. No, him. I didn't like him because I didn't like that. I wanted someone warm and like funny, and he was just like not cold, but just like he just. I, I feel almost he just desperately wanted to be really cool, mm. which I totally get. That ha- like I feel that way all the time too. He just wasn't good about like about hiding that. Yeah, <laughs> and it made right. the conversation difficult. But I get it. Like that is. I don't blame him. That's you definitely want to feel cool, especially to someone you don't know or to a potential love interest. And especially not to say that he feels this way, but you're a powerful lady, and some of that stuff, even if you support powerful ladies, like that comes out. I'm not a powerful lady in the ways you are, but I mm-hmm. know when I brought up my MBA, it led to some of the worst dates because guys just didn't like knowing that. Like they, I didn't even when I wasn't didn't know where I was going. There was a lot of like weird, like oh well, my yeah. I don't know. Let me tell you yeah. what I know about that. Yeah. Sweetheart. Yeah. It just, he was always, like, leaning back and, like, doing this, like, stretch movement. And it just felt like, I was like, are you, we can go. <laughs> well, it's funny because I feel like so many people are so concerned with, like, the bullet points that make them cool. But I think what everyone's drawn to in other humans is, like, genuineness. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a lot easier than I think people make it. 
make people like you. I know, just and like, I could tell he was really funny, like, because of the our banter, I thought he would he would be, and so I, like, had a feeling that if you got to know this guy and he wasn't just, like, so outrageous at the beginning that he might be, like, cool and fun, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't go that far. Mm. <laughs> no, and it sounds like, I, yeah, I feel like he was maybe insecure and nervous, too, but just showed it in a... And yeah. you weren't actually, not to, I just mean like, he showed it in a different way. I'm thinking about other dates that we hear about from listeners. I'm like, when people are just really like, yeah, bullet pointy, maybe we'll call it that. Yeah, like, look at my credentials. Like, look how yeah. nice they or are. Everything like, was just a strange reveal. Like, the little Wayne thing was like this dramatic reveal. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, well, I'm on this like roller coaster Honestly, of your life. <laughs> even the sense of smell, the fact that you already know on a first date that then that led him to have ulcers and that, like, everything feels so like much. a dramatic reveal. I know a lot about this person. <laughs> was he asking you questions, too? I Sort of. I like, and I like that, um, obviously, because I feel like a lot of the time you're asking yeah. all the questions. Um, but like, oh, okay, like, here and there. Can you think of, I was going to ask, can you remember one that he asked you? One question. What did he ask me? Uh, where I was from, do I have any siblings? Yeah, but there was, like, nothing more. Yeah, not, like, I don't know if he asked me, I, like, I like when guys ask me, and this is really rare, like, what I like to do, even though it seems really simple, guys don't ask that a lot. Like, oh, what are your interests? Like, do you like to travel? You know, like, yeah. I, I don't know, we never talk about, like, the enjoyment things. We talk about work and, like, pop culture. Yeah, I feel like a really good thing to steer away from is that work stuff. I think I naturally do it because I get insecure, I know, especially when talk, we were yeah. like figuring out like we have company and podcast kind of goes along with work and just yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm just a proponent of yeah. I think travel questions are good. Like where do you want to like any any interesting question from either side. It doesn't have to like anyone. And I just yeah, dates need better questions. No, or even something like what's your favorite movie. Like, that can lead to a lot of different things because there's lots of different answers. Like, I have two favorite movies, and, like, you could talk about them. Yeah. Do you, would you, was this just the kind of guy you wouldn't have asked questions like that of? No, because it just seemed very, like, let's talk about these high-level things. You probably like, would have been, like, wait, my favorite movie is a German transcendentalist <laughs> film from the 1940s. And Get Out or something. Like, <laughs> I love Get Out, but, you know, yeah. like, then he'd, like, try to bring it back. Totally, like, yeah. Right. Try to seem cool. Yeah. I want to see if I wrote down anything else about him. Because um, oh, I did take notes after it, knowing that this was happening. Um, I consulted for people starting a cult. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that was pretty much it. And then, you know, we had, like, it was fine. Things were, we were, I was running out of questions. I feel like we were both running out of top line questions. Nothing ever turned into more of a conversation. He just sort of answered it and then, like, would say a few things about it. It was, like, interviewing. Yeah. yeah. And so then I was just like, okay. I have to get up early tomorrow. Good on you. I mean, and then we left and had a hug. Goodbyes are always so weird. I'm sure you guys talk about that. Yes. Yeah. But, but we also, can talk, talk about your thoughts on goodbyes. I mean, it was so ones. fast. Like, we kind of, like, lingered out, and then he was like, okay, bye. We, like, hugged, and then he was like, see ya, and then, like, bolted in the opposite. I was like, I'm going this way. Where are you going? And he's like, this way, and then bolted. So, I mean. It's almost I'm, better, though, if you both are feeling it, because I've had weird times where, like, Dudes have been like, let's walk together. And I'm like, almost like, mm-hmm. I know you're doing that because you feel like you need to. And I've, I've been talking to one of my dates who, like, found out about the podcast ahead of time but still agreed and had read some articles. And he was like, yeah, I always feel pressure to, like, do the first kiss thing with a girl. Oh, and I, he was like, I like that in that article you talked about. No, you don't have to. I was like, oh, cool. Didn't know dudes felt that way always. Like, like... Either way, it's almost like bolt from each other. Yeah, it was. It felt yeah. better that way. We should have bolted. It was, it was bolt territory. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and then I never heard from him. 
Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, it didn't... It wasn't love. It was not... He's not your human. And, like, he couldn't smell if there was a fire in our apartment. <laughs> That is so where my mind would think like, of the practical <laughs> shit. <laughs> but like seriously, the fire would be upon us. <laughs> so wow, that's hilarious. What in, in the grand scheme of the dates you've been going on? Because you're dating more. How did it like make you feel afterward? Did it make you feel like fuck dating? Did it make you feel? I don't. I'm, yeah. No, not at all. It's like even though they're not great. I, I don't know. It's, you say this all the time, but it's, like, rare to have a horrible date, first date. They're mm. all just, like, fine. Mostly. Like, it's, people are nice. I like talking to different people. You learn a lot. Um, so this is, like, it didn't make me feel bad at all. It just made me be like, well, there's another one. <laughs> like, or, yeah. like, I talked to, I met a really strange and interesting person tonight. Um, but, it like, it just feels good to get out there. I know that sounds, like, lame and maybe not everybody feels that way. But I've had a series of, like, pretty rough relationships in the last couple of years and it feels really good to put yourself out there yeah even if nothing comes of it totally because I I think think it's lame at all sorry no because I literally think that just a lot of the people that Kimmy has gone on dates with I've been like oh there is really really great people out there like there's really there's a lot of gems yeah even if you don't love the person or super attracted to them I've had a lot of great conversations totally say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We were talking about who suggested this. It was one of our guests who was like, you should start a service where you set up the dates Lyric you've Benton, been on. The actor yeah. from the Kevin oh Curry movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was like, you should set up. You you vetted all these guys firsthand. Like, you should That's set so them up. That's so true. What a good idea. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking right now, in my mind, who I would set you up with. I've this had, is great. We should do that. I, if I look, if I sit down and look at everything, Yeah. I and mean, then I have to know some of the other things you take into account, like height and things and how you feel about that. Yeah. yeah. Do you have? Do you feel strongly about, like, physical types? Do you have, like... No, I know. And I, you guys were talking about types the other day, and I love that. Um, I don't know. I feel like I have a couple types, too. But, like, I, I, like, prefer a tall person, yet, like, the people I've, like, had the most, like, long-term relationships with have been under, like, shorter than me. <laughs> but I love You're a tall, tall guy. Though. I'm, yeah. like, 5'6". Pretty ab. It's tall compared to me. <laughs> I, li- I like this. I like this. I'm thinking. I'm uh, yeah. Listeners who are better at this than me. <clears throat> if you Guys, think of any dates. Send me a- who sounded like gems. Actually, everyone thought <gasps> the date date who was on the pod, Billy. Oh, my God. Could yeah. Totally. Was Billy and Elias? Billy, well, Billy's yeah. an alias. But he came on the pod, so he's, um, he, he's the one, you should listen to that episode and see if you think he's a gem and I'll set that up. <laughs> he was very He's cute. a little bit younger than us, but he was uh, a gem. Super cute. The past couple of dates, I got so many texts. About. I also feel like your first date at Gutter. Yes. Would oh, be the, like. Oh, my friend. Yeah. My college friend date. Yeah. Oh my goodness, why is this just Oh, now we're just like, like setups. We can't probably come some... back on the pod. 
We're making literally every episode about setups because yeah, we. Oh God! No, I just yeah, kicked something. I'm sorry. Like if he wasn't a ghostwriter for a rapper, I don't. I'm not interested. Katie <laughs> oh, yeah, does have a type, and I have to have ghostwritten for Lil Wayne. Like, called to Jason. Yeah. Well. You didn't get attached. No, I know. No, I didn't. Segway, but segway. <laughs> but it made me think about, like, how, like, but at the same time, I didn't get attached, but, like, I still have, like, fond feelings of this person. Like, he spent time with me. He went on a date with me. That place for me will always, like, remind me of that first date. Yeah. Attachments are heavy. Yeah. I mean, you definitely start to attach sentiments to people really quickly in meeting them, I think. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Do I have a question for you guys? Do you guys feel like, what is the deal? I don't know. Like talking about this a lot with people lately. With like first, not love at first sight, but first impression. Like, do you usually know the second you see someone that like they're physically attractive to you, and you're like, oh man. And then, it's like a great question. When I saw this guy, and when I see all the people I'm going on these dates with for the first time, I always wonder like. For me, that first few seconds is a huge deal. Like, I'm either attracted to you right away or I'm not. Like, people don't tend to grow on me, which is really weird. Mm. And oftentimes, like, other women, like, they do. They fall in love with people over time. They work with them. They're friends with them first. For me, like, I, it's like an immediate attraction thing. So I'm wondering, do you guys have the same experience or what is your take on that whole, not love at first sight, but, like, attraction at first sight? And is that real for you? I'm the o- exact opposite. I feel like I'm honestly kind of rarely attracted to people when I first meet them. Once in a while, I'll see someone and I'll be like, but people I think are hot are not like, it's not like because of the way they look or like, I mean, it is because of the way they look, but it's not like traditional. Like my celebrity crushes are all weird. Like Jason Siegel is one of my biggest celebrity crushes. I think he's so fucking hot. Like I think he's so much insanely hotter than like Ryan Gosling. Like so, like it's very unusual. Mm -hmm. But I feel like everyone I've ever been significantly attracted to, been significantly attracted to, it's, I've started out maybe not being attracted to them or being, like, only borderline attracted to them. And then as I've gotten to know them, I've, like, found them really hot. So interesting. I would agree. I was struggling with how to answer this because I was thinking about first dates. Because of apps, I, I literally don't get butterflies when I first see someone, anyone. The dates that went well and went for many, many dates, I really haven't. I feel like I get, like, a sense of, like, we get each other attraction. Like, I'm definitely, but not, like, I think my most cookie cutter, I was like, this is my type date. It was ended up being the belly button sticking finger situation date. You know, like, like, like 10 dates in or something. Like, I, but in life I'll be like, shit, if, like, a really hot guy, like, checks you out, like, not, sorry, not checks you out in that way. That would be awesome. I mean, like, is a barista and is checking you out. I'll be like, Ooh, with a friend after, like, he was, like, beautiful, but I don't know, like, yeah. it's, but everyone I've been super attracted to, and sometimes it's for looks, Liza knows a great example of that, but it was also, like, getting to know them, and so then it's like, oh, you're good looking, but I see you every week for two nights a week, he was in an acting class with us, and then I, like, I flirt, and I get attention, like, it builds, like, I really am more on, like, I don't think I've had one date where I immediately was like, oh, I know, that's what's funny is, like, but for me, when I actually like them, it's because I've spent time with them and got to know them, but it's funny, almost, I think it's because I'm not that physically attracted to that many people, and the people that I have, like, had really big things for and then have turned into something, 
I always, I remember the moment I met all of them. Like, and I remember just seeing, like, they would walk into a room or, and, like, oftentimes for me, well, it's a conference room because I have a lot of work relationships. <laughs> Surprise. Um, and they, like, will walk into the conference room for the first time and I'll be like, oh my God. Like, I just, like, know that they're, like, they're, I'm just attracted to them. And then, like, who, uh, that does, that happens sometimes where I'm just like, well, there's no way, you know, like, that it just, after a few meetings, like, we're totally personality not compatible, but all the people that end up being a friend of mine it's so funny or like turn into a romantic thing it is that first second where I'm just like this guy is so handsome like and I can't like it's just so funny not that I've been in many conference rooms but maybe in just like meeting people in other situations like Liza we'll go to meetings and be like ooh afterwards sometimes like for sure oh I can think of specific people actually now where I'm like like I and I also just think when you already know the world of the person and usually for me it's not like always the most conventionally attractive guy I think just like online date style I don't have that moment yeah but something no, with the conference room actually got me like oh maybe, maybe I haven't that. either maybe it's the work thing I'm just I'm already with these people or I'm already going to be with them so I just like immediately like there's some form of attachment right away because it's like I work with this person like I remember I had a work relationship that like was very bizarre and for a different day but one at my current job um, I, I remember, like, meeting, someone, like, introduced me to him, and they were like, this is blank, and I was like, oh, my God, like, yeah. and he wasn't even that cute, it just was, like, I just knew in that moment, yeah. and it's, and we, like, ended up being friends, and, like, G-chatted every day, and that's when I started to actually like him, but it's funny that, yeah, or it's weird that, or maybe I, I wonder, just make all, everything happen. Well, I was, I wonder if it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling process, yeah. like, I wonder if you get attached mm-hmm. to, like, the idea of being, a, uh, the idea of someone, you know, you're like, totally. I'm really attracted to this person I'm gonna talk to them a lot more I'm gonna do this I'm gonna like try to find ways to hang out with them yeah I mean weirdly I always tend to do that (laughs) or I can I always like pick a person or I'll meet someone and then it just sort of happens whether for the good or for the bad I mean every I think a lot of people do that yeah you know I think that yeah I think that that's what how a lot of people operate and I've done that too where I've been like except just the guys never like me but I'm like I like you. I'm gonna start well, hanging out and texting you all the time and trying to hang out with you all the time. And they hey, do like say you, or and they don't do. Know. I think yes, they do. I think you keep that it if cool. You, yes, uh-huh. and I think if you give them attention, they do. Frank, like that's just sort yeah. of how it is. And I think, you know, it can like it, like it. It is sort of self fulfilling. Yeah, totally. I just in think in listening and thinking, going back, I just identified it pre fifty one first dates, more sporadic dates. I'm thinking of. I do have, like, an immediate attachment thing. And I'm thinking of a moment where it happened with someone who I then discovered I did really like, but it happened in, like, a moment, and it was because I found something out about how not successful, like, money-wise, but I was just like, that's hot. You're doing that. You're going to that school. That's hot. And I remember the second of the date it changed, and it spiraled so much further from there, and that makes me feel shallow as fuck. But mm-hmm. I remember in the moment I was like, oh, when I saw you at first glance, I was like, mm, nerd. And then I was like, oh, and you like that? And this? Okay. Like, it's, it's all the things Liza always says that I get attracted to, like, people who are successful, quote-unquote, in kind of, like, boring ways, but also, like, like ambitious. Or, yeah, ambitious, yeah. And then realizing that, then, like, ooh, locked in. And that makes me feel so, so, so shallow, but, like, I have seriously gotten attached to things like that and then like put blinders on oh my god are you kidding me i literally just talked about how i it's a physical thing at first and then i like then i end up like getting to know them and then it's either that way but i just was wondering even like at at that like physicality like the first well everyone has those like attachment points you know what i mean like 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just keep trying to bring it to the theme. Not that we're not. Whatever. No, it doesn't guys, really matter. Attachment is real. But those those things that you attach onto about someone, like I feel like with everyone I've dated or liked or had crushes on, there's a common thread of like a slight, um, like. Uh, non-traditionalism about how they want to like live their life and career i feel like i like i do sort of have a type and it tends to be this type of person and but that's how we're built apps can hone that in yeah i I keep like totally derailing but i think just back to that what i also get attached to or in this 51 first dates a lot of like app stats so kind of like bullet points but not being bragged about just like school and like i've realized focus a little bit less on that I think in this process totally of things that worked out and didn't work out because I still like an ambitious successful person but just I like yeah just like can be a fucking snot sometimes about people I don't even know and I like I used to not be that way when I dated like our actor friends like that was I think maybe it's just like the app thing it gets me thinking like oh we went to similar schools well I think that when in in like, a world where most people are meeting on apps, that's what you have to go on. In a world where most people were meeting at bars, it's, like, attraction or, like, mm-hmm. conversation or whatever. Or, for a lot of our parents, they met in high school or college. college. So, like, they already knew they were from, especially in high school, from similar worlds. In yeah. college, like, probably from similar worlds. Because back in the 60s, 70s, like, when our parents were going to college, you didn't, like you didn't go to college. It wasn't as much of a thing to go to college far away from where you well, grew up. You, you just kind of went touch. to college where you... How did your parents meet, Katie? How do I not know this? They met... They My mom... This is a weird okay. story. Auntie Jane and Uncle Jack. <laughs> <laughs> mom and dad met. Uh, they met... They were part of the same friend group. Um, my mom went to Southern Connecticut, and my dad went to Fairfield, and my dad had this group of guy friends, and somehow my mom got embedded with them through knowing someone, and they were part of this group that they called themselves the Powder Morons. They were a ski group. Like, they went, like, they were, like, this group of friends that just, it was my mom was the only chick, and it was her and, like, five dudes that went up to ski all the time in Vermont. I did know The Powder story. Morons. Yeah. And so one time, my dad wasn't initially part of this crew, and they had brought, the guys had brought this new guy along on one of the ski trips. And when they were up in this mountain in the like in the cabin they were sharing and my dad was like sleeping one night like on the couch just hanging out while every middle of like kind of dinner time where everybody was cleaning and doing some like household chores and my mom walks over to my dad and she was like you why aren't you helping get up <laughs> and like made him like go, go like get up and help with the chores and i guess the rest is history. Oh, you know it went down. <laughs> That's actually yeah. like hilarious and so, so like funny based on their personalities. Like, and, like my dad is currently sleeping on a couch somewhere, and my mom is yelling at him to get up and help. <laughs> but like, and that could still happen nowadays. But there are just no other options. And I know we've yeah. gone over this a million times. But I literally, I mean, there's the office, which is where <laughs> I find all my bread. That's fair. And that, but that used to be so. <laughs> I just wrote, I was assigned an article, so I put a call out, I think just on my regular Facebook, not the group, but I was like, how did your parents meet? And to friends, like, it was just literally like, how did parents meet? And the accounts are amazing from like, date not showing up at a wedding because he got sick and then meeting him there to like, my parents both cheated on their spouses at work with each other and have been married since. Like, to, I got the most, I'll, I'll post it, it's probably like me doing trash writing, like, made my deadline, but it was so fun to read and it was so heartwarming, like, Oh, my editor's parents met at a matzo ball, which was the thing that oh. happened in New York. Literally, like a ball, like a, a matzo ball. 
Like, That's really cute. It's so cute. Um, there was a lot of college, a lot of high school, a lot of work, but it just like obviously because there weren't apps. Like it was just really interesting to think about, and I don't know. We talk about this too much, so I won't go deep into it. But just that, like, yeah, apps are weird. No wonder, like, my dad is confused all the time about like what. Oh, but I loved your mom so much. I just knew. How do you not just know? I'm like, because I didn't work with her at a grocery store. And then, like, in high school, like, go in when I wasn't working to, like, ask her out for the first time. Like, I didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's what, like, makes it hard about dating these days is the apps make it hard to form attachments because you don't, like, know that person or you don't have any, like, the time you're spending with them is a little bit contrived, at least at the beginning. And there's not that, like, initial, even if it was, like, a weird meet cute totally. at a grocery store, it's not this, like, moment that kind of attaches you to that person basically, in like, that unique way. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Basically, every app date is a blind date. Yeah. You know, like, it's basically a blind date except you've seen each other's picture and you know a couple things about them. And you know the fucking stats. You know the stats, and you've briefly exchanged messages. Like it's a it's a blind date, and like everyone in in past before the apps were a thing in all the rom coms, people would be like blind dates are the worst, like because they are. But now, like almost every date is a blind date because they're like actually blind. You've never met them before, right? And for me, like not to pivot, but that's like what I liked about that because I've been trying to get away from yeah. like a lot of my past things, which I feel like I have very heavy attachments to, and you guys probably feel this way too, or maybe like some of the listeners do. But it's been really hard for me to break away from any of those past relationships in a strange way. Like I have a tendency to, and this app thing, or just the just going on dates, like allows me to feel much more free from that attachment. As much as I like a lot of the attachments that I've formed, like from those dates, from those relationships, even if they ended negatively, like is very comforting and is like something I like in a way treasure. But like I really wanted to get away from that, and this like yeah. it feels kind of good, but. Like, like, attachment is hard. You just, like, I don't know if you guys feel the same or what's your deal. Like, I, I just keep, I keep people in my life for a really long time. I think Katie and I are similar in that. I'm looking at Liza and I'm pointing at you and me. Like, I feel like part of this podcast was, yes, to get back out there and date. And certainly after grieving. But, like, I, it took, like, part of this podcast helped me, like, break an attachment that I needed to break a million years ago. Yeah. It was just, like, an attention attachment, too. I mean, and feelings. And I'm not enough. And, like... It was attachment for me. I stay attached when I, it's like rare that I find someone I want to attach to, but then I attach for far too long. Same, because like it's, it runs really deep, like in, in so many ways. Like you're attached to the person, you're attached to the way they make you feel. You guys have like moments in your life and your history that you're attached to, that you've like grown from. It's, it's really hard. I find it when I connect with someone, which is rare on the level that I do it's really hard to let go of, like, no matter what. Like, they're... And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, my ex-boyfriend was, like, a little mean to me this weekend, and I was so angry and upset about it. Yeah. Like, it just still... You know, and... I was, never want you to be angry and upset, but you're so wise that I always feel a little bit better when you're like, no, same, same. When I used oh, to get drunk yeah. and text people, you'd no, be like, fully. no, same, same. Like, not that you do that, but you're just totally. like, it still bothers me a little bit. I was just annoyed by, like, one little offhanded comment he made that he probably didn't even... I saw him at a thing, at yeah. a party with mutual friends. Just, like, probably didn't even think about it. Probably didn't mean it badly. Who knows? Like, 
I literally stormed off and was like, I got to the next party I was going to and like Jeff was there and I was like, me. he was mean to me. Like I was like fussy about it. <laughs> like, I'm so how fussy. could you not like, be? Why? I mean, this person is like out of the, think about how many people, the people that you are friends with versus the people you've been in relationships with. They've seen you like the most vulnerable. Like they under like they connect with you on a deeper level than anyone. Of course it's going to hurt or like it's, I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Also something about breaking the attachment entirely. Katie, I don't know if you, what you were speaking about that, if you've fully broken these attachments, like that's what I feel like I've started to do. That's been more helpful, but Liza, you don't have that option. Well, I think the other thing is that attachments to me, to people in the past, I think that like the attachments can also be, um, us attaching a certain part of ourselves to that person and like being like, Oh, this reminds me of this time in my life. This reminds me of this part of my personality. This reminds me of like feelings that I haven't felt in a while, you know, like even, or it's funny. My story that I tell myself all the time. I'm just thinking I was doing fake clapping because that's so wise. I love that. It's true though. Each like person too, that I have these attachments to like, has something very special to me like one of like they all it's like so weird they've all like taught me different things about myself or like my long-term like messed up relationship which is a story for another day like that was when I was like coming into my own as a producer and like figuring out that I was like like what I was going to do in my career and traveling like extensively for the first time and like he was with me through all of that and like discovering like he was the first person I was with outside of a long college relationship and he like opened my eyes to lots of different sort of like not like weird but like different relationships sexual things like that was really big for me then like the next person like really introduced me to music in a new way and like that was really cool and I learned a ton from him and like I was like start new at my new job and exploring different things in the city and different places like the the person after that really like opened my eyes to like different types of cinema and like looking at people in a different way and like not like kind of just like meeting people in the street meeting people in your neighborhood and like saying hi to them and forming new connections like even right where you are and they all just like every guy like has a silver lining and like there's like an attachment to that and how like I think exactly what you said like how they make you feel and how they totally affect your life and And it's a you just get attached yeah I mean my goddess of always who if you listen to the podcast you've heard me talking about her a lot Esther Perel Mm -hmm. host of How Should We Begin uh, which is another relationship podcast. Um, it, she says when you, I'm gonna like misquote it badly, but uh, when you enter into when you enter into a relationship with someone, you write a story about it in your head, um, and any any thing that doesn't fit with that story can be hard to reconcile. But also like when you're down the road from it, I think thinking back on the story of it, not that the story isn't true, like not that it's like a false narrative, but like these things that people bring into your life, the way they enrich you, like can become this package that then is hard to separate from who you currently are. I feel like I'm not saying this. No, you, no, you are. are. That was super well, eloquent. The R therapist has told me that, and she's actually said where it really is a false, false narrative. Going back to my very first kiss, I want to shout him out on the pod. Max, shout out. Um, getting back together with not like child, like like when you have feelings. Yeah. And getting back together with his ex girlfriend like two weeks later, and I've told myself that story, and it's happened, but I've sometimes self created it over and over. Like you're gonna pick 
someone else like the anxiety of that like it's happened into my adult years which I don't and not to say it's from that one thing like we've just talked a lot she's like you have this story that you're just it's always you it's like I feel like this pod has been the one time where she has not seen me falling into those patterns yeah anymore and I still do a little bit like of anxiety like I'm fucking it up I mean, that's, like, the other thing, too, is falling into these patterns. I tend to, like, my therapist had one time told me, like, you just, and what you guys were saying earlier, it's all about communication. And he was like, you just need to, like, express your needs immediately, like, when you're getting into something to avoid the pitfalls of, like, what you normally do, which is tend to get attached to these people, like, very early on. Or, like, I tend to, when I fall, I fall really hard. Um, I become super attached to people because I don't, like, feel that way about that many people. And oftentimes they're not, like, red flags, but things that need to be communicated a lot sooner. And by the time I get around to figuring out, like, what that person really wants or what I want, it's way too late. Mm -hmm. So, like, so actually, like, he had recommended this book that I've been reading about attachments. Highly recommend. Super interesting. But it talks about attachment styles and relationships. And it's, like, so fascinating. There's three different types. Anxious attachment, secure attachment, and avoidant attachment. And it's, like... Oh my god, guys! Eye opening. Like I. Oh my god! Can you give us like a logline? Yeah, each actually, I yeah. saved it on. Let me see, because I have. There's a good explanation, because sometimes it's a little hard. I'm like fairly sure I'm so, avoidant. So I'm. I'm. I'll just say this right now. I'm an anxious attached person for sure. Um, there are three types. Like I said, anxious, avoidant, and secure. Secure attachment is what it seems. It's there are people who are secure um, or, or, or okay with displaying interest and affection to people. Um, they're okay with being alone and independent. They can cope with rejection or are less prone to obsessing over their relationships. Who are and these people? I know. Literally, freaks. how can you be all of that? Actual <laughs> freaks. They are, unsurprisingly, they um, report being the most happy and fulfilled in their relationships, and they are better, this is where the communication comes in, at filtering out unworthy partners because they aren't interested in people in being treated badly by people. So, or the, so that person important. just communicated what they want, like what, or was telling them without communicating it what they wanted or what they were about, and that secure person understood that and goes, well, that's not what I want. Whereas for me, and you'll hear about it as an anxious attached person, I, that is like, I don't hear that at all. I All I hear is, I like this person doesn't matter what signs they're giving me. I'm attached. Do you guys feel like you wait, know that anyone was, who's on. secure attached? I yeah. don't. You're, so, you're close. So wait, you're so then should I read the rest? Yes, but yeah. wait. Well, that was such a nugget. I'm sorry. We have so keep, many, I have so many questions. People keep writing in about the first everything. Just like... Yeah. The security and being rejected. Sorry, we can, we can, we can, oh, yeah. I'll just no, screenshot no, no, it. But it's like, group, yeah, but. coping with rejection and less prone to obsessing over the relationships. I mean, what kind of life. But even that? the nugget after that. Oh, Will we um, read that one more time? Because yeah. then I felt like we They just... are report being happiest and most fulfilled, mm-hmm. and they are better at filtering out unworthy partners because they aren't interested in, in being treated that, badly by people. That's the key. To, yeah. Like, almost everything that everyone yeah. posts or emails us about is that literal sentence. Uh-huh. Sorry that I'm just so obnoxious about interviewing interested. you. But You're like, not. That's the key. Literally, if he's... And I actually want to talk about some more detail because I just feel like that's the one thing my mindset has entirely changed on. I used to latch on... To what, even after a first date, which is totally normal. I don't want to like, but I, I am so thankful our listeners have shared this, but this keeps coming up. Like we were like so into it, even texting after the first date, and then it just fell off. And it's like, well, then you almost found out early enough or something. Right. It sounds so dark, but like that is the key to like dating a lot. I That's know. I like. And it's just crazy though. Cause when I look back at past things that I've gotten attached to, 
those signs were there at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I just ignored them because I was so attached to this person. I really loved, like, how I felt around them and how they made me feel. But it's more than that. It's being able to filter out, like, people who aren't going to be what you need as, like, an an anxious, attached person as I am. Like, there's certain things you need to look for, etc. And, like, it's just... I need. I just so need. That's such a good sentence. Yes. I want to send that so then, as like a mic drop text. Like, if anyone out there is like has recently been treated badly, I feel like you should text someone. And be like, just so you know, I'm not interested in being treated badly by anyone. I, I feel like that's such a good because sometimes thing to say. it's like, I'm and I've had interested. this so many times. Like that, the love I feel for that person and the attachment I feel for them. And, like, how devoted I am to them overshadows what I need. Like, I'm just so in love with them or I'm so devoted to that person, which is a really good thing. But then often I'm not considering what I want, ultimately. Like, do I want to be with someone who's not sure they want to be with me? Never. I mean, like, never. Never, but also, like, in the moment, a lot of the times, yeah. Like, I really love this person. It's like, no, it's true. It's like a drug. Totally. I so, this is, like, my And then you'll accept all kinds of shit. You'll accept all kinds of I'm in, I have a lot of friends right now who I swear to God are just in relationships because of how, like, it makes them feel sometimes in the moment or because they're attached because they have so much love to give but don't understand that this person, like, is so not worthy or not giving them back what they actually need. Yeah. Like, that they're just, bl- like, it's so sad. Did like, you love guys, has blinders. Did you guys read the um, thing that Chloe Dykstra wrote about Chris Hardwick? No. no, I just saw the headlines. It is very powerful, and everyone should read it. And she, she's very brave. Is she, is she an anxious, attached person? <laughs> well, she was like horrifically emotionally abused. <laughs> so mm. it's probably a different category. But she quotes oh, Bojack Horseman in it and says this quote that I thought is so perfect. And it's um, through rose colored glasses, red flags just look like flags. Ugh. I mean, not even commenting on that whole. Yeah article because there's a lot there but I'm just saying in general you you see this actually how it is though you just go well it's so rare when you find a connection to someone you do overlook like all all of these red flags that are maybe aren't like necessarily hugely red because you get along you're having such a great time you get along with them like you really do love each other but there are these big yeah you want the problems not to be problems or or you don't have the communication skills to deal with problems and say I like this hey if this is a problem like we can work through it together and then find that it's insurmountable, or we can work through it together, you know, totally. like, and it'll be fine. But wait, it all comes back, yeah, we need to do them. But just it all comes back to it being easy, which you always say on the pod, which is so true. Totally. Lies always says on the pod. Be easy. Right. It's not, and that doesn't mean yeah. it's like, like, there's shit all the time that you have to work out. But you can work it out, that's the difference. With, the, with totally. people who are in these secure attached things, it's not like, it's there are never any games, there's no, like, power struggle, it's just like, it's just, sure, you fight, but it's communicative yeah and like it and like it feels productive okay i'm sure i'm avoiding the type i am so let's go no, let's oh no that. i mean okay so <laughs> we went over secure now there's the second type anxious attached people those are the anxious anxious attachment um need a lot of reassurance from their partners um they have difficulty more difficulty in being single compared with the other styles um they're more likely to succumb to a more unhealthy relationship um, they're le- they're likely to be trust issues with this style, um, and those with anxious style learn to communicate like or um, they have difficulty like communicating their needs because they're so anxious that this person's going to run away or that they're going to lose this person. Um, so it's very like a lot of reassurance, a lot of like non trust, like not not trust, a lot of like reliance on this person for like continued support, continued like which is sort of me like in a way, or I just am very. We, we know we can talk about that but that is that's one of them and then there's the avoidant attachment style 
which are independent, self-referencing, and uncomfortable with intimacy in a way. They avoid commitment or construct their lifestyle in a way to avoid too much contact with their partners by keeping a very full schedule, for example. Um, avoidance probably have the most difficult time in relationships because satisfaction is elusive. Like, oh, that's very, like, what that's am me. I? I think you're avoidant. Over-anxious. Yeah. But I would call myself anxious before thinking that. But then I never stand... That's so weird. I feel like I'm some weird... Like, if it the was Myers... The schedule brain. thing. The, like, keeping things at arm's weird. distance because you don't want to really interact with them. But I think of myself as an anxious attachment person. Like, I think of, like, I'm so scared. Don't leave me. Well, it's probably... I mean, I don't know. Well, I think it's more to, like, that one description was maybe not so great because the anxious attachment style, too, is, like people who really like closeness like they're easily like they easily can this is what the book says that I'm reading they very easily like get close to people which is a good thing like they form those attachments really easily closeness and like um, being like emotional is super important to them on a high level and if they don't feel like they're getting that closeness from the partner they tend to like like they need a lot of closeness like closeness if they're not getting it they tend to chase it which drives off avoidant people not secure people but like and that, so and that's I'll sort of only the do the chasing part of that. I, I really thought I was going to be anxious. Well, start. my guess is that, and I'm not sure, but my guess is that probably many people have characteristics from all three. Right. Even if, yeah, like, I would say I'm avoidant. Like, secure rising. I think I'm, like, secure now, but, like, <laughs> we do my, like, historical perspective yeah. but I also definitely have some of the anxious I have characteristics from all three of those I think I do think you guys not get that right yeah no yeah that's I a good point I think that the book like tends to say you're in one camp or you're the other but they do say that you can change like and, okay. and the whole changing is about communicating like anxious mm. attached people like for me who ne- I do need a lot of constant reassurement like in my like relationships I tend to need that and I like closeness right away and if someone I feel like isn't feeling the same closeness like that becomes a rift They say, like, if an anxious person is with a secure person, the anxious person shows that, and the secure person goes, like, okay, like, I sense that you need closeness. I want to be close to you. I'm comfortable with that. And, like, then the anxious person becomes secure. If the anxious person dates an avoidant person, the avoidant person is like, oh, my God, like, I'm not sure what to do with this. And the anxious person gets more anxious and tends to, like, over-exude those feelings of resentment and wanting to be close to them and trying everything. Like, the anxious person plays a lot of games or does, like... They kind of do this whole, like, not... Or, like, they'll be, like, uh, what do they call it in the book? But it's, like, they'll do outbursts or whatever to try to get Me. them to, like... I do outbursts. Yeah, they'll, like, try to try to get them to come back, like, in a way that... But it's... But it, it were It's funny. It's just that they say, basically, that if you're able to communicate, like, a secure person, everybody can be one. It's just that at the core, though, you are sort of one or the other. That's literally what happened to me, was that Jeff was secure, and I was... I was, Fussy. I think, and avoidant. avoidant. Yeah, avoidant. Avoidant. Happiness maybe. is elusive. And he was like, hey, like, come here. Let's talk. And, you know, and like, enough yeah. of that over time. I think I've gotten more secure. But it's, That's, yeah, yeah, super fair. But it's all I, about communicating and picking, being able to say, I'm about to date. I have a feeling this person's avoidant. Me, as an anxious person, I should not date them. Oh, my God. I've dated all the avoidant people. Even though you call me avoidant, I have the anxious tendency, so then it's so fun to yeah. play the yeah. game. I've dated a lot of avoidant people, and that's, I think, part of my problem is that they're not... Like, they can't give me what I want, which isn't a bad thing for them. But then I just, like, I'm not able to... Well, it's funny because I feel like you, like, avoidant, the description you gave, almost sounds like a description of, like, New York men. And I always identify myself as, like, a man in a rom-com because I'm a little, like, arm's length or, or, like, I don't know, like, 
if people like me, I'm a little like, <laughs> I don't know, me, me, me. But, you know, whatever. Like, when I like someone, I'm not like that at all. But when they yeah. like me, I'm like, I don't know. But, yeah, it's just interesting. Well, well I, like, I feel like, weirdly, as I've learned over the pod, that you, I am more of an avoidant. Not that I'm, like, being a fuckboy or whatever, but, like, I'm just doing it in a different way. And I have been for a while, and I've been picking people who I know won't work out with, like intentionally and I've never realized that till this podcast I'm getting real cheesy this episode but like my entire perspective has changed because I love that game it's really fun yes but I mean guys I would highly recommend this book even if you don't believe in it and like who knows none of this stuff is like you can never really prove any of this stuff but I thought it was really interesting to at least think about and for me who happens to keep those attachments like I am in contact with almost all of except for one major person who like I can't talk to anymore in contact with most of the people that I've had relationships with that have not ended, like, amazingly. But I'm still friends with some of them. Like, I have a lot of trouble, like, having these people X in my life. And, like, this attachment book kind of talks about why. And yeah. what's the book called and who's the author? It's called... One second. We'll also post this in the secret Facebook group. Attach, the new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love by Amir Levine, MD, and Rachel Heller, MA. So it's by a doctor and... Master, it's like a writer. Um, it's about like, being anything, right? And they just kind of talk about uh, that, like those attachment styles are kind of like how you are. I mean, it's all like that Freudian. This is how you were as a baby, and that relates to who you are in real life. So I don't know if I buy into it a hundred percent, but it's certainly interesting to think about. I love that. I also love these vibes of like bring that in, New York girls, like. Bring in the, like, reading. Oh, I have two emails I'm going to stock tomorrow, and they're both of those women, and I'm going to see if I can get them on, and you're going to come on if we get them oh on. My God. Oh, my if God. If we got but, them on, I would, like, I have so many questions. But it just, made, like, it just made me think about, I think ultimately we can talk, you know, you can talk about this till you're blue in the face, but what I loved about the book is it made me say, I need to know what I want at the very beginning of this relationship, and I need to communicate that, and if that person is not able to, like, give me what I need, I have to get out because as a, like, that, the attachment style yeah. I have or that you might think you have, if it doesn't jive with that person, like, it's not going to. Totally. And it's going to end up on and a rocky road. to be really road. super simple about that, that's where then, like, there is no such thing as, I mean, we keep, we keep saying fuck girl, uh, fuck boy, a fuck girl or a fuck boy. Like, because if it's communicated really, really clearly, then, like, people are just looking for different things at different times. Just I right just think you. none of us communicate really clearly. It's just clearly. What, what you need. Yeah, like it's not about whether the person being bad, just as you said. It's about whether they're right for you. Right. Yeah. I love that. On this note, I'm very attached to this conversation. Me too. <laughs> um, is it possible for me to make a quick announcement? Yes. So earlier, I proposed a setup between Katie <gasps> and Billy, our guest, our gem. And he is totally down. <gasps> he yes. said, ooh, interesting. Yeah, I'm down. I think he might even think it's just like, I don't even, he doesn't know how we know you. I was just like, friend of the pod. I didn't even, <gasps> and so we both, I, that would be really fun. And we have to definitely record before I leave. That would be very Yes. Fun. Oh my God. Let's do it. That sounds incredible. Um, only if you're really down. Like, I would, I, I'm totally I'm definitely down. Hey, he was, my new, my new life, I'm, I'm totally open. That's his vibe, too. He was talking about that the whole time he was like, on. I never like, say no why not anything. His, his whole vibe is why yeah. not. Yeah. And then it can just be like, Liza and I will try to shut up more and just, like, chat it out. Not mm-hmm. at all. I love when you guys talk. And one last note, just because we're talking about this. Can I microcosm it and bring it to that, that thought about, like, after the first date when things felt like they went one way and they went the other way, how to handle it in that moment? Yes. Because we're talking more broadly. So I'm going to read real quickly this email and see what your take on it would be Katie because 
and I get attached to, like, Liza, you too. Uh, okay. All right. I had a wonderful first date with this guy on a Thursday evening. He's 32, has been single for a year and a half. It was spontaneous, and he was as charming as could be. I'll mention I was super nervous before the date. I talked a bunch, sometimes even overshared, but overall it was great, and I thought he was a total gem. Also, you were just you, girl. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Throughout the day, he kept mentioning how he thought I was awesome, gorgeous, amazing, talked about potential future dates. We finished off the date with a kiss and said our goodbyes. He sent me in an Uber home classy move, since we were in his area, Williamsburg, and my area is further in Brooklyn, Crown Heights. Two very cool neighborhoods yeah. with, I, I, I'm sorry, I know Williamsburg's reputation. I'm newly obsessed with Crown Heights restaurants. They're, you know, but I just mean like, they're not the closest, so yeah. nice on him. And I texted as soon as I arrived to let him know I got there safely and to thank him for the evening. The next day around 4 p.m. I asked him how his day was and he had, has not replied. As you can see from our text exchange, pick attached, I'll, I'll read that in a second. The last thing he says was, see you soon? See you soon, kissy face. And now I just don't know what to do. Did I text him too soon? Is a reply just too much to ask for? Side note, we met online and I can see that he has been active on his profile. This is Kimmy again, which used to, that used to murder me, being able to check that. In other words, he's not dead. I totally understand it was only a first date. This isn't ghosting by any means, but there was clear interest from both parties verbally and by text to see each other again. So what happened? And sitting and waiting for someone to respond seems passive, although it's probably the best thing to do in this situation. What do I do? Sincerely confused. Age 24, location New York, single-ish, four years. Her text said, his text said, I, um, they were talking and she said, thanks for tonight, enjoy the sun. Oh, he was like, let me know when you're home. She said, I'm home. Thanks for tonight. Enjoy the sun. He said, I will. See you soon. Kissy face. She said, great. Or I can't wait. Um, and then she said, how's your day been like the following Friday? And he didn't respond. Maybe it was the next day. Yeah, but he didn't respond. And like, first of all, when she shared this in the group, my sorry, I am asking you guys. I'm just saying. But I was just like, well, technically no one's wrong here. And, but like, I also get the feeling. Like on an emotional level, I'm like, fuck yeah. And also good on you for texting him yeah. the next day too. And like, I've been there so many times. I'm glad she wrote in more in the email because like, yeah, when you talk about things and things go so, so differently on a date. And then it's just like, especially with no reply at all. I don't know. What, what do you both just like takeaways? Just not. And also you did not text him too soon. We got to fucking say bye bye. Cause I'm, I'm kind of over that. I don't know. Yeah. You texted him. You texted him. Let's just like, what's your take on that? Oh, uh, I definitely agree that she didn't text him too soon. You should always, why not? She's saying in, in lieu of this book, she's saying what she wants. She's like, how's your day? Like, I want to keep talking to you. So good for her. Um, and it's obviously a bummer when they don't respond. Uh, but I know it, it is hard because it's like, look, you're not going to ever want to chase someone who doesn't want to be with you, too. So in a way, like, it's hard and it sucks, but it's probably for the best. I don't know. Is that yeah. like a dick thing to say? No, no, no. Like, no, not at all. I think that's kind of even what I, because I already commented yeah. on the secret Facebook group that even had less details, but... Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's a thing where it's just surprising and shitty, and yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's all, I mean, not all it is minimizing that it should, has an emotional impact, because I think it definitely it does. It definitely does. That's happened to me before a couple times. I had, like, an incredible, like, met this guy at a bar, like, friend of a friend, like, we talked in a corner for four hours, we, like ferociously like made out outside the bar he was like oh my god like I think you're so cool I think you're amazing but I know now and then literally like 
gave him, he's like, I need to get your number. I want to like take you to dinner. Never heard from him again. And I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, it's just, it's so confusing. And I think the thing is, you just don't know. You don't know what is going on in their head. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what's happening. Like, you don't know what kind of personal mess they are. Mm-hmm. You don't know what kind of relationships they're in and out of. You don't know what their baggage is. You don't know what their damage is. We've all got it. Not saying that to be shady. Like, we all literally have baggage and damage. But it's like, it just sucks. That's, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I, oh, yeah. No, no, oh, no. Oh, no. I was going to say, I've never had it on, like, a micro level of, like, the one date. Only because, truly, I haven't been on that many, like, online first dates that were so amazing so I'm glad that she had that nice experience but on a macro level I've had that with guys I've dated for like a month or two and it is like even the guy like I dated last summer it was I thought everything was fine or like we were having a great time and it was good and then like just sort of like not ghosted but just stopped wanting to hang and I didn't ask and I didn't ask why and like I wished I had, and it just does. You you can't help but, but directly go to what did I do or, like, what was it about me or what did I do wrong, and, like, you can't go there. Even with, like, this now, it is it wasn't me, and it's not her. It's, like, whatever this guy is dealing with, and that what it, that's what it turned out with this guy. We ended up talking about it later in life, like, about what happened, actually. Like, we're friends now. It's kind of, like, funny and weird, but... Um, and it wasn't me. Like, sometimes people just don't know what to say. Like, it turned out he was just like, I just didn't know how to say I don't think we should see each other again. And he was just like, I know it sounds, like, awful, but I just didn't want to hurt you. But sometimes silence is more painful than just saying it. And that's, like, another lesson, I guess. But it's not this girl at all. It's just that guy. And it's just, the, like, the circumstances and what Liza was saying. It's just the timing. Like, there's so many things that are not, it's not nothing that she did or nothing that that went wrong it's just that it's just the circumstance and it's just what that guy was dealing with at the time and it wasn't right for that moment timing is like such a bitch totally and i think that so many times on in this podcast i've learned especially early and then we'll wrap this all up but like i just found so often that like i don't know i was really taking it personally with if a guy texted me again or not and it like sometimes i didn't even realize if i cared clearly here it was different there wasn't a connection but i also think sometimes men like when if they are dating in New York and they feel like they're getting a bad rap, they want to be effusive and nice and, like, he genuinely probably thought all those things about you, but then something creeps in their head the next day, and, like, I think that's valid. And I really like host of the Almost 30 podcast, a very successful podcast, and Lindsay Simsick, my great friend from college, commented on this same post and in our secret Facebook group. So there's another reason to join. But she was, like... And it was just so where, again, where I was like, oh, I'm New York vibes, she's LA vibes. She was like, you put it out there, fuck yeah. Like, that's all you can do. And I kind of feel that way because I've been the chill girl who I just wish I would have texted first the next day. Could have ended it so much sooner and passed things. Totally. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, my first impulse was like, well, well, but like, yeah, if you're feeling an attachment, quote unquote, in that night, fucking follow up on it sooner. You wasted less time. Yeah. And like, also, I think we've allowing yourself to be excited about something is not bad. It's good. It's mm-hmm. a like, really that's good a, thing. We're all kind mm-hmm. of taught to, like, squash it a little, be cool, like, put the ball in his court. Like, fuck that shit. Like, if you're excited about something, be excited. Like, be where you are. Have the feelings you have. Like, it's genuine, and that's what people are are drawn to. And even more importantly, that's what's the easiest to just be where you are. You don't have to, you know, create a whole 
thing. So fuck yeah on you for just doing yeah. that. Yeah. And there are, this came up more. We'll bring up more because we, I, I, I still want to have like an episode where we talk about, I feel like all the night, the times I got the, I had such a great night, Kimmy, text. It's like never gone anywhere. And I don't know what that epidemic is, but you know. Or, I know. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Guys, there's one piece of slight business that maybe I should have done at the beginning, which is we have to announce our contest winner. Oh, fuck. I, I picked one. Okay. Because we were just never going to do it, so I just picked one. Oh, you have your song. I don't have my song. Oh, no. That's okay. Next time? We said um, Next time. No, we said last week next time. We've been saying it for like three weeks. We can, Let's just gun to our heads. <laughs> we, we'll do, we can do it. And we'll make Katie do ours. <laughs> we're going to do rapid fire what your dating theme song is. Mm. Okay. Well, we think about that. Con- congratulations. I literally almost just said congratulations. It's too <laughs> much, guys. I, I mean, it's too much circle. Drag race. Wow. It's Whew. Congratulations to our con- contest winner, Johanna. Mm-hmm. Or jo- Joanna, but I think it's Johanna because there's an H in it. Um, her profile, dating profile. Oh, yeah. Theme Let's remind song. everyone what our contest Oh, yeah. Was. The contest <laughs> is if you rate, subscribe, reviewed, uh, and um, sent us a screenshot and picked your dating profile theme song. Like on the dating profile Raya, you get to, which we're not on, but you get to have a theme song. So what your dating theme song would be. Um, she chose Love Gun by Kiss, which I just think is amazing and hilarious, Ooh. of like opening a girl's profile. I enjoy it. Yeah, we've got to like make the visual. Love Gun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she's going to win $51.00. To go on a date in the city. Report and back if she report she's... back, send a taxi cab, etc. 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 And we're gonna be holding more contests like this in the future for sure. So please continue to listen and you'll hear them and you could win your very own fifty one. All right, what would we pick? Let's all go gun to our heads. Oh. I this is truly gun to our heads. I it's didn't really think about hard. it. We're not we're doing this today. Um, oh my god. <laughs> the I'm thinking of my dating app profile pictures and like <laughs> Wondering what would ever work to them and be kind of lols. I mean, this is like not really a theme song as much as just my my so, so, current song of the summer that like mm-hmm. makes me feel kind of like cool and chill and like sexy is uh, fucking Janelle Monae's "Make Me oh, Feel." Yeah, I can't yeah. Listen that's to it. good. That's, that's sexy. Good. That's a good yeah. One. yeah, that's good. Okay. okay. Oh my god. This is Okay, I could do it. Okay, Toxic by Britney Spears, so I could filter out the people who would take it seriously, like, and the ones who would take it, like, haha, lol. That's You're great. slipping under. Right? Yes. Okay. It just, I don't know where it came from. She's, like, so hot in that video. I just want the associations to be made totally. with her in that video. She's so hot. I love Britney. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Guys, this is hard. I'm sorry. We didn't warn Mine Katie. is, like... <laughs> You guys know the movie Space Jam? (laughs) (laughs) So it's like the Space Jam song. Wait, that's excellent. Welcome to the Space Jam. Like, my dating life is such a fucking nightmare that it is that song. That would be funny, though. You would get the right fucking matches who definitely know what Space Jam is from that. Yeah. Is it time? On that note, we'll thank you guys so parts. much for listening. Perfect. Katie, thank you so much for thank joining us. Thank you guys us. for having me. I love you guys so much, and I love this podcast. Thank and you, you for talking about all of this stuff all the time with ladies. We love you. Oh, thank you. We love you, and we want you to come back and talk about that date if that date oh happens. Yeah, so exciting. Mm-hmm.
we got like multiple messages about how much our, he was a gem. I'm sure we're gonna get them about you, except a lot of our population is female, not all straight. So, but just I just it will be fun. That will be fun. It's my new project, and we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, reviewing, all of the things, following us on Instagram. But actually, can you do these things? Because it's so fun when you do things. Yeah, joining our secret Facebook, emailing, emailing us everything you do. Um, and we love you, and go on a date. date. Bye. Special shout out and thanks to Jim from 5 Ohm for recording our episodes and making us sound pretty. Yes, thank you. And also a big shout out to Anthony also from 5 Ohm for making us sound really good in post. And you should check 5ohm out online at 5ohm.com. And that's spelled F-I-V-E-O-H-M. Ohm. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.